What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert, a.k.a. Super Fun Time, episode mm-hmm. 754, where we review this past week's comics, as well as talk about some fun pop culture stuff, whether retcons are necessary or not, which streaming service that you should buy into. Um, spoiler, Len's going to say no to Apple TV+. Um, I'm your fill-in host, Noel Bartocci, patron of Johnny DeSecto's Hero Complex, located on 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA, which is a super rad shop which caters to nerds and nerd-adjacent people and individuals of all shapes and sizes except jerks. We don't deal with jerks. Now, no jerks. JD's not... No jerks. Jerks not allowed. JD's not here tonight, clearly, because there's only three boxes, and uh, none of them are his. Um, because he's out tonight. Oh, no, he's not out tonight. Hey, it's JD. So why he's wasting his time here with us as opposed to celebrating his anniversary with his wife. Hi. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. If that wasn't the most annoyed. No, he didn't on our anniversary. (laughs) Dive into the show. Look, (laughs) Oh my God. That is the most annoyed. Oh no, he didn't face. Um, I just, I got on here to let you know that, um, uh, Christine saucy sent an email. Oh, very cool. Oh, um, and I, I put it in the chat. Oh, uh, would anyone else mind pulling that up from the chat for our up. mail section? Okay. Okay. You just volunteered to read it. Yes. Hey, and he's gone. <laughs> um, <it> so <laughs> he's not gone. Sushan threw like punched the phone out of his hand. That's what happened. Uh, so happy anniversary, JD and Sushan, on yes. six happy years. And who knows if there's going to be another day after he does that. <laughs> during their dinner anyway stay tuned next week <laughs> the rest right. of the family is here uh first being brian lieb brian say Hi. hello to everybody hello um and as as i am off to do ask you a very irrelevant stupid question yeah uh, to introduce it? the show um i would like to know mm-hmm. what is your least favorite sweet treat and your most favorite vegetable my least favorite sweet treat it's got to be one of the one of the coconut bars you know what i mean like uh, shredded almond joy yeah almond joy or mounds almond joy's got nuts but um mounds, mounds don't. don't mounds don't <laughs> <laughs> so you see where i'm at here so Oh, you're right. Um, it's garbage candy. Hang on. I like <laughs> I like chunks of coconut, but for some reason, when it's shredded up and in the can, oh, I don't like it. So yeah, I feel like there's something out there I like less, but I can't think of it right now. Now, my favorite vegetable, I would have said cucumber up until recently, until learning that that is a fruit. That's right? true. It's all yes. green That's and right. and saladed up, and yet it's a fruit. Um, I, I I would challenge cucumber though. Uh, yeah. Sorry, veg- vegetable adjacent fruit, whatever, because yeah. it it has absolutely no flavor. 
it just takes on the flavor of whatever it's around or in. You don't or, ever eat cucumber by itself? Sometimes. No, sometimes. I will just no, I don't. chomp into it. When I was Later, little, I, yeah. when I was young, younger, um, younger, I was always younger. Uh, when I was little, um, <laughs> right now, and then I'm older now, and then I'm here. <laughs> um, we used to eat cucumbers and like, we just put a little salt on it and we mm. just mm. sit and eat a cucumber. So, I mean, that's, that's almost a pickle. At yes. that point, though. Okay, okay but, I, it's I not, it, but it's not. I eat a not. lot of pickles as no, well. Yeah. All right. I, uh, thank you for uh, answering, uh, contributing to the stupid question. You're uh, next, but up. I guess I guess I didn't answer, and I, I guess carrot would be carrot. If you want to go, depending on how we want to get into what a vegetable is, we don't. Okay, cool. I tomatoes. like those two things. <laughs> Tomato, tomatoes and cucumbers are fruit. Woohoo! Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, also joining us today is Len the Trouble. Len, say hello. Yo, what up, dog? How y'all doing? Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. So I have a slightly different stupid question for you. Now, okay. it's spooky season. It's officially spooky season. Mm-hmm. And if anybody ever, if anybody knows you at all, it's the fact that you love everything spooky. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what is a blanket recommendation you would give, movie or book or whatever, that's Halloweeny to anyone? That's Halloweeny. Okay. Well, so spooky. Okay. All right. Um, I would, if anyone wants to just be terrified by a movie, I would tell them to sit in the dark and watch the first descent because it is, it is a disturbingly creepy, but outright scary fucking movie um the, the neil marshall one right the the yeah. cave uh, yeah the women in the cave or spelunkers mm-hmm. right yes yes that is a creepy movie that is a creepy scary fucking movie yes that that would scare the hell out of how if it doesn't scare the hell out of you then you're a braver person than everyone i know because everyone when i know that has watched it has said yo that movie was bizarre like no fuck that movie um so <laughs> i can watch that movie i don't think I mean, you've uh, never seen it you never it's yeah. really good I don't really watch horror movies. Actually, both of them are very good. Descent and Descent 2, because it kind of just like picks right up after the first one. See, the Descent 2 is probably very, very good. But the Descent 1 was so good that it scared me from all other descents. (laughs) Like, I looked twice (laughs) before walking down steps because of the Descent. I don't fuck with dissension at all <laughs> i don't no dissension down, i don't descend down escalators because no. of that movie I there are no stairs in my home down ladder. i don't go that. up the ladder because then i'd have to descend it no <laughs> just done uh rob wanted to throw in there halloweenie ew gross uh christopher saint saucy good night also mentioned a midnight mass was really good i guess that's it that's a new miniseries on netflix mm. uh, but anyway uh let's see what we have here um i guess we're gonna get right into the to the letters let's get into the letters we got um, letters uh, we have letters we've got lots and lots and lots, lots, and, and, lots, lots, and, lots and lots of letters, letters. and go perfect and john <laughs> uh christopher is saying saucy good night writes in does johnny destructor have a hero's complex heroes is pluralized here not mm. possessive uh, he says, and that's the subject of his email in the body. Yeah. Or a complex full of heroes. I've always wondered about that. Venom two was dope. 
I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Chris St. Saucy Goodnight. Get Outlook for iOS. View entire message. Oh, okay. So that wasn't really a letter. Um, it was more of a comment. I, it was more two of like comments, two comments. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was think expecting a whole thing. I think it's heroes. I think it's a complex filled with heroes. Yeah, that was my impression. Delusion, not yeah. a delusion of grandeur of sorts that the character of Johnny Destructo possesses. Yeah. Um, also, I think, am I the only one that saw Venom Let There Be Carnage on the yes. panel today? I, well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. No. Uh, did, did, it did, did you guys see the first movie? The first yes. Venom? I've not seen it. But yeah. I How did you feel about that? Before seeing the I thought it was, you know, it was fine. It was a silly, fun movie. I mean, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was all right. Yeah, no, I, I actually kind of felt the same way. I ended up not seeing it until video because everyone talked so same much with shit. Me. I just didn't yeah, have time. Yeah. By the time I finally saw it, I was just like, this was pleasant trash. Like, it, right. it's, it's right. just a bunch of charming actors having fun and the special effects were decent. So I was like, this is fine. It was yeah. far and away not the most aggressively terrible superhero movie I've ever seen. So I was like, you know what? Fine. I felt about it the same way I felt about, and I think you agreed with this assessment um no with the new mutants it's not a bad movie mm-hmm. it, but because of the delay and everything like that it yeah. got like a, a a bad rep you know yeah um i yeah no that's pretty much true like it's not this isn't the worst thing it was it, it's enjoyable i ended up watching it twice i think and i was like oh, that's cool mm-hmm. so i went and saw um venom 2 it is more of the same um but a little bit more of the same so okay well intensified it it, yeah uh escalated it Mm. reminded me of Len. you might not want to do it you'll have to this is is only like a reference for uh, i think people around our age you know like maybe like 35 and older it reminded me of mid 90s genre movies that you would catch on cable television late at night like it's mostly about the monsters we throw the plot at you really really fast and it's edited so tightly that it feels like there's chunks missing gotcha so it is on a nostalgia level i really really dug it because it was like oh this feels like i'm sneaking a movie at 11 o'clock at night on a thursday Mm -hmm. uh, while the parents go to bed but if anybody came at me with uh it was stupid and it wasn't well done and it was indecipherable i wouldn't really disagree with them yeah but you know what i I can't be mad at them for leaning into that aesthetic with mm-hmm. Venom, who let's let's face it, Venom at, at its at its hardcore was just like this, you know, insane tripped out bastardization of Spider Man that they just they like turned into this. I don't know a creature who could be anything, depending on who who wrote it, and for them to take the movie and then just to kind of like lean, lean in on the cult status of of it yeah. all. I'm mad at him. Yeah, you know what? I think I think everything about it, and and I I hope and I, I feel like this is the intention. Everything about it has a mid '90s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. The, the pacing mm-hmm. of it, the the point of it, the the way the humor is. It's just all mid '90s. So for some people, that's cringe, and for other people, that's just like member berries, right? All up in their face. So I mean, it's fine. It's no Shang Chi. That was. Far was a good movie. So much I have seen it since we reviewed it on the show, and uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I have also found it easier to pronounce it right because I always said Shang Chi because I just read it, but and I was having a real hard time like remember not remembering, but just like when I would say it, it would come out Shang Chi, 
until I saw the movie and I hear him pronounce it Chung Chi. And it's like, oh, there we go. Yeah, Yeah, it feels a little bit more organic. Uh, Either way, um, thank you for the email statements. Yes. Chris, uh, as a quick reminder to anybody that's interested in uh, joining us on the show, uh, email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com where we will answer pretty much anything. Now, let me ask you, Venom is only showing in theaters, right? Yeah, it's only showing in theaters. And I don't think that there is a, oh, yeah. Have we talked about my movie going experiences uh, during COVID where it's up until five minutes before the screening, I will check the seating chart and the size Mm. of the auditorium Mm. before even going in. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a, it was 1 p.m. On, a, on the Friday and I just like blocked off time at work and disappeared. And there was only two other people in like the 200 person auditorium with me. So I was like, that's fine. We'll do it. Yeah, that's fine. But on a Saturday night, fuck no. Yeah. See, Absolutely Ven- not. Venom is not worth even under those, you know, conditions. Agreed. Me going to the theater to check it out. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need to see that in the theater. And I've waited this long for (laughs) one, so I'll just wait a little while. (laughs) I feel like it's worth a breakthrough case, if I'm being completely honest. (laughs) Talking about Eddie Brock in his second outing. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, who cares? You don't see the first one. Um, Anyway, speaking of uh, Venom and Venom-adjacent characters, let's get to the first comic tonight, which is Amazing Spider-Man. Number 74, Legacy 875. Mm. Uh, solicitations are as follows. Oh, it was, uh, uh, by the way, it was written by Nick Spencer and Zeb Wells and Christos Gage with art by Mark Bagley, Todd Nock, and Umberto Ramos. It's Amazing Spider-Man 875, and the whole ASM team is coming together to bring you a massive issue that is the culmination of three years of Amazing Spider-Man. It all led up to this, Hunted. King's Ransom, Chameleon Conspiracy, and Sinister War, and so much more all led to the climax and conclusion of Nick Spencer's landmark run on the best comic book in the world. What will happen with Peter and MJ, Mysterio, J. Jonah Jameson, Norman Osborn, Aunt May, Kindred? Find out here in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man number 74. So, um, I think we've discussed this run on and off over the last three years and I will say, I don't know if it's because of COVID or just time has felt like it's slowed down and sped up at the same time for the last like 18 months. Mm-hmm. It's felt more like 10 years since he took the book on. Yes. I feel like we started talking about this when we were all like in JD's shop recording mm-hmm. the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it also, it's been 75 plus issues in just three years. So my biggest complaint about this book in general is that it's just been banging you over the head three or four times a month for three years straight. Um, but caught up on the last arc uh, and wanted to talk about this retcon of a comic book. Um, so spoilers, they completely retcon sins past, which is a controversial uh, story arc from J. Michael Straczynski's run 20 years ago where Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy had love children who aged rapidly and attacked Peter and blah, blah, blah. So this 75 plus issue overarching arc was to, was, was constructed, developed and designed to retcon 
story points from 25 years ago that most people willingly just forgot about because they were terrible. Mm-hmm. They were. So it makes me wonder why bother? Who's this for? And all you're doing is adding layers and layers of convolution to fix something that was convoluted and forgotten. So it just, it frustrates me in a weird way. It's also not done well. There's no, it's not another aspect of the book. So, so I like, I will talk about the comic itself. Uh, I think it would benefit everyone in this world to just kind of talk through what their impression of what the actual plan was of the villains in this, because it's still not clear to me. Um, But then also I just like, it feels like a good excuse to talk about, like, I, I, I don't necessarily need to or, or feel like we should talk about like whether retcons are worth it or not because when they're done right they're great mm-hmm. when they're done poorly it doesn't make any sense but one like this where the most like the majority of readership has just like not even been concerned with it and thought it was gone and to spend almost 100 issues bringing it not only bringing it back up but like weirdly retconning it it's like i still i just do not understand the reason why at all so what did you guys think go ahead day Uh-oh, oh <laughs> you look uh, like you're ready yeah i really thought i thought you were about <laughs> to jump in there um so i am on board with the retcon right i yeah. it, it's the kind of thing where i'm like oh yeah i never liked that story great <laughs> they're, they're, you know like i'm glad that they have undone it officially mm-hmm. and not just the kind of comics way of uh, just has gone after ignoring it for a certain amount of time, um, which also works. Um, I haven't been reading Spider-Man, right? I've only read it when we have read it for the show, but that being the case and hearing that, you know, this is a 75 issue thing. I would have been just as happy personally, if that retcon was done as an aside (laughs) in a couple of panels where it's like, Oh yeah, it turns out they weren't really that. Oh, great. And then that's that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm on board with it. Like, I think we differ in that. Uh, who is it for? Well, I guess it's for it, me or, or people who also like that. And right, right. I, I am happy that it's been done, but the execution and the like length of time what? that it took. I guess I, when I say who's it for, like yeah. anybody that even remembers it or goes back and reads it is an older reader for the most Ooh. part. Right. Like, I mean, who knows? Is this, I mean, is this playing? To, is it is this playing to the old heads in the crowd? Is what I'm saying. And if it is, or at least largely is, is it even worth it? Like, shouldn't we be blazing forward as opposed to like fixing message forum warriors? Well, about here, how it, they ruined it, the character. Here's here's the thing. It the problem with it is like Brian, like B mentioned. It just ran a little bit too freaking long. Mm, but the fair. idea of going back and kind of like doing some type of tweaking to uh, a, a story, whether it was good or bad, you know, to yeah. to in your mind, either just play with the idea in general or maybe to kind of like, you know, massage it away that's not necessarily a bad idea especially with the way the comics are made now because like you said for as many people who you know just willfully forgot that type of stuff there's going to be just as many people who 
in the back of their minds will still maybe remember it. So you yeah. you want to pay respect to those people as well. It's like, yo, we do remember that this happened. You know, it, it's also kind of um, I think a lot of comic book uh, creators are trying to pick up on the things that someone like Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison did with some of their runs on Lantern and Batman by kind of like going back into the past and kind of making some sense of some of the more nonsensical things or or just playing around with them. So a lot of other, you know, writers want to kind of like do their version of that type of thing. The problem is, like I said, is that one, this went on too freaking long. And then two, while the beauty of Spider-Man is that he is a character who can work in a lot of different settings, whether it be, you know, a straight crime story. So he can, you know, be the the um, the odd man out in a in in a space adventure or what have you sticking him in something that just is just deeply macabre and dark and then just letting him wallow there for as long as he did that just becomes like torture porn man and i mean like i know peter parker is supposed to be like you know the the the, the bad luck guy that parker always root- yeah you know always rooting for him but we know is always going to go left but i mean like jesus christmas man i mean and, and then it's it then just have this stupid tentacle porn creature just following him for like 80 freaking issues who just annoyed the hell out of me yeah i think that's a lot of what you're talking about too it's like the the villain is this like macabre villain who's been around for a while Mm -hmm. what were you saying oh i know that i i i don't disagree like uh before we keep going rob actually asked what's your opinion what is your opinion what and what your in your opinion what was a good retcon I have an answer for that. I think the gold standard for me still is Green Lantern. Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah, Definitely. Par- like, like Redconning Parallax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like written in such a way, in a similar way to how I felt about um, Universe X, but that was out of continuity, so it's not a recon. Uh, both of them wrote these stories, and it seemed as though it could have always been intended that way. You know, like mm. there's a there is a weakness to fear and that's why they need people who are fearless. Um, Yeah. I I think that was good. I feel like I would not call what I I know it's retroactive continuity, Hmm. but what Jeff Johns has done with green lantern. And uh, I would say also an infinite crisis was he didn't really retroactively change continuity. He retroactively applied different contexts. So in it's retroactive context. Uh, he showed Red like, context. yeah. So, so he didn't change what Hal Jordan did. He applied hmm. a layer of context onto the, event. the parallax entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like he he created like, and here's why his temples went white. Yeah, and his, yeah, he yeah. Didn't, didn't do like a. He didn't actually do it, and it hmm. was all in your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like it was, he just created more context. And actually, that's why I think it worked. It didn't negate one thing or the other. Yeah, yeah. Where this did was it, so weird. So Harry Osborn, evil from like the 60s version of Harry Osborn. Harry or Norman? Harry. Yeah. Harry wasn't evil until later. Goblin 2. Yeah. Right? Harry. He 
um, was super evil and he had clones, genetic clones created of Harry and or of Norman and, and Gwen to make babies. Did that a bunch of times because they screwed up a lot. And now it's wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't I thought Norman was the father. Norman is we the are, father. We're, we're going to yeah, hold on. OK. Harry Osborne created oh. clones that were the genetic offspring of Norman and Gwen hired gotcha. Mysterio to hypnotize Harry or hypnotize Norman, Gwen and MJ into believing that there was these love children. So that happened. Then also uh, recorded an AI explaining his evil plot to his father, who eventually would see it. So we'd learn all this stuff. Then also created a clone of himself to trick people into him being alive if he ever died. Then also changed his mind, <laughs> saved Peter, died. But before all of this, Norman made a deal with Mephisto for his son's soul to get all the cool stuff that and success that Norman had before becoming the Green Goblin. So when Harry died after doing all that other stuff as a good guy, his soul was still in hell because of the deal that Norman made. So all of this was to fight for Harry's original soul not being in hell anymore. However, Harry that's alive right now is actually a clone and the real Harry did die and he's still dead. Now, Kindred, though, is none of them. No. Kindred is actually two people and it's the clone children of Norman and Gwen. Norman and Gwen. Who <laughs> were in hell <laughs> and Mephisto sent them back, I guess, to be not them and, and convince other people that they're not them. Because all clones go to hell. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Marvel has a real Maybe, shitty view I don't about <laughs> clones. So, so why I think this doesn't work other than it's stupid. Stupidity that I just explained <laughs> was that unlike Green Lantern, they, mm. they didn't apply new context to events. Mm. Right. Right. They created all of these new, convoluted points in time all around the events in order to make them not matter. It's just, it's just the wrong way. And it also undoes like one of the, one of the things about one more day that was cool was like, Oh, Harry Osborne's back. You know, that's cool. So it's like, it went out of its way to undo. It went out of its way to undo that, to just kind of let you know that that's actually a clone that was woken up. Right. Yeah. When, uh, in, the, when yeah. in reality, everyone thought that that was gone already because of Brand New Day. So no one was clamoring for this uh, to be fixed. Everyone thought it was already fixed. <laughs> so yeah. we spent 100 issues fixing a problem that was no longer a problem. I wonder if he yeah. was like, oh, there needs to be an explanation for it. Harry, because that was kind of a question with uh, Brand New Day and then. I don't think it was ever addressed. Maybe it was. Uh, to, to your point about yeah. like this, the the too much time spent. Like last thought on it, I I compared it to Tom King's run on Batman. Mm. It like the there are 
excellent parallels between this run and that run, both kind of overstaying their welcome, yet still having some really, really good ideas and arcs kind of littered within it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only real difference, though, is I think that Tom King did stick his landing, whereas I think this just mm-hmm. kind of became an unwielding beast. But yeah. both of them were maybe half length of the runs worth of stories <laughs> and then a lot of like wheel spinning and a lot of just like rearranging the table and just a, a lot yeah. of wasted time because both books were double shipping and had tons of ancillary titles just like tacked on because they were big selling books. So it's like they just became these big beasts that lost any gravitas because they were just banged over readers heads constantly it, the double chipping thing is tough you know that's why i initially stopped reading uh spider-man when it started coming out three times a month it's like for some reason i could read amazing spider-man and then the next week read web of or spectacular but i don't want to read two amazing spider-mans in weeks in a row or it's like it's too much for yeah, I'm, not a, yeah. I'm not a giant fan of i i used to i used to love getting multiple issues of my favorite characters a month. But now I re- we read so many things. It's like, hmm. I, I, you know, you hold off to two months and you've got 17 issues yeah. of Spider-Man well to catch back, up yeah. on. It's like, I don't care now. Yeah. No. So it's like, I'm too yeah. far back yeah, and okay. I don't know what's happening now. I'm the just other... set everything on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, I it's weird. Be, I want to be dramatic or anything, oh, but I'm just <laughs> going to set them all on fire. <laughs> Um, the other half of the story or thematically half of the story with Mephisto. Um, oh, the part I, with him and Dr. Strange. With him and Dr. Strange. I was like, all right, you know, that's kind of interesting that he knows that Spider-Man or maybe somebody related to Spider-Man is going to eventually take him down. And, he's, and that's why he always has been after Peter Parker. But then I was thinking like, Really? This is one of those instances of a comic where it's like, all right, everybody else is taken out. Captain America is laying on the ground. Spider-Man, for some reason, only in Spider-Man's comic, is he the one that the Marvel Universe hinges? Well, I mean, they 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 make note that it's like changing and it's it's actually his like daughter. But if if Sin's past was still on the table, that means one more day is. And that means that. Mephisto already won and he removed their offspring from happening. I guess it didn't work. So or it may not work. I get the sense it's like a constantly shifting thing and it's like Spider-Man or a spider person will be, you know, will be the one that takes him down. So any last thoughts on this frustrating read? Uh, I also think that it's a, that with its multiple artists, it's an ugly comic book. Hmm. I did yeah. not find it an appealing comic book to read yeah. at all. No, that's that's fair. Actually, I, I would say that this run was was um, uh, hampered by an inconsistency in art. It started out really, really strong with Ryan Otley being the main artist. There was a bunch of really great artists that came in and out. But for the most part, it was shipping so quickly that it was a shit ton of fill in. And, and which which really messes with the visual consistency and momentum of a book. Yeah. Yeah, and I never understood the whole idea of double shipping a comic book. I I I, I just I used to make twice as much money. 
I guess I, I'm I'm just yeah. totally against it. I'm totally yeah. and I'm like put put it out once a month and make the people and, and people if it, the story is good, people will come back. They will they will yeah. they will clamor for it. I guess that's why it's only like Spider Man, right? He's so popular that it's. It's, it's they are selling just, twice as many comics, really. Yeah, it's, like, it's Spider-Man and Batman. I think are the only books well, that yeah. still double yeah. ship. You know, like yeah. those are the ones that they could just, uh, if anything, be mad at the direct market because the only way to make sure that you get these books that you want to read is through direct order, right? And the publishers taking advantage of that by inundating direct orders, you know, three months in advance with having to to squirrel away for three books a month as opposed to one yeah it's it's just taking advantage of current readers which is rad boo yeah Yeah. anyway let's talk about another frustrating comic book um (laughs) it wasn't really that frustrating uh inferno number one by marvel comics written by jonathan hickman with art by valerio shidi um, the culmination of Jonathan Hickman's X-Men Begins, which I think is a funny statement. It's the beginning of the culmination. It's the beginning of the um, There will be an island, not the first, but the last. Huh? Promises were made and broken. The rulers of Krakoa have been playing a dangerous game with a dangerous woman, and they are about to see how badly they could burn them. They can burn. All right, whatever. Who's Mastermind powerhouse. Writer, <laughs> I, like it's, it changed from woman to women. Uh, Mastermind powerhouse writer Jonathan Hickman brings his plans to a head, joined by an incredible lineup of artists, beginning with Valeria Sheedy. As one woman follows through on her promise to burn the nation of Krakoa to the ground. So, I uh, this is this feels like um, in earnest the actual sequel to House of X and Powers of Ten. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It picks up the story threads left dangling in regards to Moira McTaggart, uh, her being a secret mutant and then being squirreled away on Krakoa. Um, it any necessary reading before this um, House of X powers of 10 and maybe maybe just the main X-Men title by Hickman, because the other books don't really touch the the what abouts. Um, of uh moira or uh the fact that this whole time um mystique has been trying to have them resurrect destiny her wife so moira mctaggart has this thing where i mean it's it's in this book um uh sears especially you know precogs can't ruin her plans and destiny was going to do so so i i really liked this but it's it's so specific. It's hard to say to anyone, like, jump in on the new event. Like, it's it's really, really specific to House of X powers of 10 and a couple of X-Men story points that is very impenetrable if you're not already. At least passively versed on it um yeah. i thought the art was great the art it's a beautiful comic book yeah it's it's paced exactly how you ex- expect a hickman book to be paced it's unfortunately uh, <laughs> intriguing scene stop for a huge wall of text intriguing mm-hmm. scene stop for a huge wall of text and i read it all the walls of text were interesting they were informative but it did mess with the momentum this is not a passive uh i'm gonna I'm going to read it real quick kind of book. It was mm-hmm. like you could put it down, walk away, come back, which 
it's been three years and I forgot that's exactly how House of uh, House of X Powers of Ten was. Mm-hmm. Like I'd read one issue over the course of like two days because there was a shit ton of back matter. Um, I just I just didn't read that. <laughs> Some of that back matter. Uh, but I I don't yeah. I don't this is a whole different conversation. I don't necessarily prescribe to skipping uh stuff in the middle of books like that. That's you fair. Know, like I'm That's the fair. dummy that I'm the dummy that actually reads the all of Watchmen when I read uh, Watchmen. Yeah. Like I mean I did everything when I read it again, which has been probably fifteen years. But <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not reading this stuff at this time. <laughs> I mean my fifth read through, I stopped. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I hear so, you. It, there is a compulsion to do so, and I'm not against that. But sometimes when we're reading for the show, too. Uh, uh, I I liked this, and I would, but I would only recommend it to those that are really, really into the X Men right now. Which I'm straight up on the fence. Like I'm dropping X books faster than anything else. This might be the last one for a while. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a very beautiful comic book. Jonathan Hickman is a very creative writer. Um, I think it's interesting how you depicted this book as an interesting scene and then a wall of text. If by scene you mean the pages of talking heads talking back and forth about the same idea from 9,000 different perspectives, then yes, I guess there's interesting scenes. Thank God for the artwork making those those uh, scenes look, look fairly interesting. Um, this actually reminds me a little bit of reading this in the hallowed days of Kevin Maguire's Justice League, where Kevin Maguire would very often have just a couple of pages where it is just talking heads and you'd be involved in it because he's making all these crazy faces, you know, and acting in all of comics. But the difference with when he did that, the, the faces were acting and the words that were going with the acting matched and a weren't a, a ton of words. It was exactly what that face was emoting. This, there is text upon text upon text upon. This book is beautiful, but boring. This was a boring <laughs> comic. And then it's 52 fucking pages of boring. <laughs> Just going from meeting to meeting to meeting. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Can we it all just shit get in one fucking yeah. boardroom and just have it out for God's sake? Uh, just so that the last page can be, okay, can we vote? Get the fuck out of here. Like, this book was just so freaking boring. If But. It was a no, shit ton of setup. It was to, a shit ton of setup. To yeah. your point. If you are baked in to this whole world, this whole Krakoa thing, and this whole reimagining of the, the the mutant side of the Marvel universe that Jonathan Hickman has set up, which I will say is very interesting, then I think that you will enjoy this comic book. It's not for me, but if you like it, rock on, reader, enjoy. I, uh, I think that these would be read well in like trilogy. Like if you read just H- House of X Powers of Ten, read nothing else. Yeah. Maybe Trade. Ten of Swords. Maybe Ten of Swords if you're bored. Trade. I wouldn't and recommend it. Then just this. <laughs> oh yeah, trade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, sorry, Brian, I had cut you off. What's up? 
No, uh, so I did enjoy it. I only got halfway through, but only because of time. I have been waiting for the Moira McTaggart stuff to pick up. Like that has been my chief complaint about the X-Men, some of which have been very cool stuff. Uh, since House of X Powers of 10, it was like, oh, I thought we were going to do something with that, you know, that stuff. And they didn't. I like Hickman's operatic style. Um, and he can sometimes be very wordy and I do skip the interstitials. Um, I, although I skip them more with other, the other writers that have I, tried to do the interstitials. I agree with you know? that. Like, yeah. and you know what too, earlier on in the books, they were, they were doing their, their darndest Mm-hmm. copy Hickman style mm-hmm. but then after a while like the, the interstitial pages just became like a seating chart yeah. mm-hmm. or, or yeah, a family yeah. tree like <laughs> yeah. I'm stupid and I'm like I'm not reading this it's fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the yeah the stuff that I read I liked I agree about the art you know the art is great and I am interested to see what happens like maybe I will pick this one up uh you know, even beyond the ones that we've read for the show, because I really enjoyed House of X and Powers of Ten, and that like the largeness of those stories. Um, it seems like this will be getting back to. I I'm I'm gonna finish reading this, but uh, but yeah, it's it's this is not a everyone pick it up kind of comic book. This mm. is very specific. I can I for a moment address uh, Rob Patey. They've just been calling things. Uh, he says, "Then why why call it Inferno?" Uh, I infer. But they uh, they've just been calling things the names of previous like long ago events. Um, it's just like the new hotness right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's a there's an industry term for it. Um, or maybe I was making it up or read it somewhere. The idea of like a seven year itch. The readership of weekly comic books usually kind of refreshes every seven to eight years while old readers kind of fall off and new readers kind of come back in. So you'll see a lot of rehashing, uh, renaming things, uh, member berries being dripped in or plot points being reused almost mm-hmm. like clockwork every seven to eight years. I remember reading that. something like that. Yeah. So like Heroes Reborn is only a, like about a decade or so. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually like 20 years old, but like they did like a play on it not too long ago and then just kind of renamed it and read it again. And, you know, they did that. Uh, they used to say that about old, like old silver age or even late golden age comics. I heard the editors say the readers uh, are new every two years. So just, we'll just tell the same story again. You know, it's much faster. At same that sentiment. I, I bet. Yeah, there's, yeah. I bet there's just a long line of publishers and editors who have their own version of that kind of permutation hmm. or that equation two, three years, seven, eight years. Like yeah, yeah. either way, it's almost clockwork. How cyclical these story points become. It's, hmm. it's sequential storytelling. It's soap operas. It just, they, they reuse constantly. Now they're just in this kick of reusing names. Yeah, I mean, because it's an interesting twist, you know, like, hey, what if we reuse the names? It's a marketing thing. The publishers of Archie realize that their their readers are changing with issue to issue. So they just tell the same story (laughs) over and over and over over the previous issue of Archie. Or they're just like, hey, we're going to we're going to kill the whole cast as zombies. (laughs) And then one issue later, it doesn't matter. Like or like he's going to walk down memory lane and have two different lives. (laughs) Archie, you know what? If you break it down, we should have a whole Archie show. 
Those comics are the wonkiest comics. It's like they try yeah. absolutely everything, and I just got to give them credit for that. Like, yeah, uh, Alien versus Predator versus yeah, Alien versus Predator versus Archie. Sure, fuck yeah. it, let's go. The Punisher guest stars in yeah. Archie. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, speaking of weird, let's talk about Deathstroke Inc. Number one. Oh, hey, can I say also about Hal two eight one four said a while ago? Hey, you didn't get? Did you get my uh, email about Titans? Al 2814, we did not. JD might have gotten it, and hopefully, uh, if so, we'll read it next week. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Deathstroke number one. Deathstroke Incorporated, number one. Oh, good. I don't, you know, if he he has legal standing, I don't want to really step on that. Um, uh, (laughs) By DC Comics, written by Joshua Williamson with art by Howard Porter. Legendary Howard Porter. Um, solicitations are as follows. After suffering too many losses, Slade Wilson decides it's time for a change. When he's enlisted to work with an ages-old secret organization called T-R-U-S-T, who want to take down the heavy hitter villains, he's all in. They'll supply him with an all-new team and resources for his new mission into the depths of the weirdest parts of the DCU, including a new partner, Black Canary. Wait, what? 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 Enjoy explosions kick-ass action, and new outrageous adventures as DC's meanest son of a bitch gets tangled up in a major mystery building in the shadows of the DCU. I said son of a bitch, but it actually says SOB. Oh. That was my own editorializing. Because um, I would say Lobo, probably. I don't want to give my opinion first this time. So, Brian, what did you think of Deathstroke Incorporated um, number one? I was into it, as into it as I might have expected to be into a Deathstroke Incorporated number one comic, you know, um, a comic please, that centers on Deathstroke. Elaborate. Yeah, I please know. elaborate. Oh, that was only <laughs> sentence one of my many it's sentence like, response. What, what is color? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so I really like the art. The art is, the art is good. Um, oh, I liked it. I, don't, I didn't really think about it until you guys mentioned that he was the legend that I look back and I'm like, yeah, it was, it was very yeah, good. Howard Porter's been like, Oh yeah. Solid work for 30 yeah. years. I mean, I remember his, um, Shazam, which was like a dip. It was late in the game for him. But I mean, it was about 15 his years ago. But. Grant Morrison, JLA run his, um, yeah, that was good too. Cool. Yeah, he's, he, Howard Porter's no joke. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I didn't really think about it. I, you know, when I was reading it and then looking back, I'm like, yeah, very good. I like what he's doing here. When uh, black Canary shows up, the black Canary is like in the screen, which is pretty cool. And the same with Deathstroke. Um, I guess I'm interested in the, in the story. I'm interested to see him, you know, he's leading the team. They, we all know they don't want to work together, but they're going to, he's going to finally pick a sign between hero and villain. That's not happening. That's not going to happen, but it might happen in this story. <laughs> we'll see what happens later. Um, yeah, overall I was down. It was, you know, uh, it was a good Deathstroke comic. This comic book has a lot of the vibe to me reading it. It feel, felt like a, uh, uh, a, a, a kind of like a mashup in tone of the 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 recent The Suicide Squad movie mm-hmm. and the um, Warner Media TV show Doom Patrol. Like the oh, tones, because right. it, it felt slightly 
askew and crazy with the whole hive and they're like the honey nanotech honey nanotech and building bees into people making bees like people incubators of of bees and shit i'm like what the fuck who does that yeah you know um (laughs) and and like a, a like a, a walking honeycomb of a head or something. I don't know what the hell was going on over there. Um, so so with that vibe, and then you know the whole death stroke as kind of like you know maybe on the side of angels. Maybe he's only got one wing. We don't know. He keeps his halo in his pocket. I don't know what's happening with him. Um, so the whole idea of this trust organization, which I actually kind of you know it was like. All right, there's another organization. Another right. organization. Put got periods in their name. While you while you keep talking, I'm gonna look. I mean, it's in the book. I'm gonna look up the actual acronym. Yeah, it, 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 you know it's what? Trust. I got. It. Oh, it, it, no, what it stands for? You mean? Yeah. I, I'll tell. I'll yeah. tell you because I, I saw it. And I actually saw it. it stands for the Transparent Researchers Reese. United for Strategy and Technology. I'm like, all right. All right. Uh, I gotta tell you though, it bothers me when people put extra words in there. If you can't fit a four in, you know, you got to work around it. They also have a bitchin' red logo, bro. Yeah, well, that that was really crazy. Um, so very 90s logo. So, so the tone of it was it was kind of it was kind of crazy. But the story itself, I was like, you know, hey, I, I can I can I can I can get down with the little silly fun with this. I don't mind them doing something funny, fun with Deathstroke as opposed to him trying to be like the Batman killer all the time or whatever the fuck. So I dig that. However, I would have enjoyed this much more if the art was not by the quote unquote legendary 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 Porter, because I defy you to go back to said Grant Morrison uh, run of JLA and look at Howard Porter's art and not tell good. me that it is good. It is not good. <laughs> it is actually very, very, very bad. Oh. And you need to know that he fell into greatness and he's always been terrible. That's what I'm trying and, to say. And, and despite him having some some moments where he is I, where like I believe he drew like some flash comic books when he wasn't wasn't he, he wasn't bad. Uh, mo- yeah. Very recently, actually, I think he did a bunch of flash right. comics and Crash Williams. Most of the time, Howard Porter is just not not You're good, not and I found this art uh, to be ugly. I really? like there was there were times where the people's um, their proportions look like insanely off um there were times where black canary looks like she is a black canary like little tiny tin soldier figure when she's not supposed to be like that in the in the book uh i i just i he gave deathstroke this super dumb big 90s gun and then yes howard you were forced to have him wield that for the rest of the the freaking book it was so stupid and ugly i found this i I, the art took me out of this book i really think i would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was a better artist i'm some i'm somewhere in between you guys so i i liked a lot about this book but the thing that i did not like about it at all was the fact that deathstroke was in it Uh, um i i I, I am you want a blood sport i I didn't want i didn't want this book uh i didn't want this book um Deathstroke is a fascinating character, but only as a, at least to me, 
only as a like the Punisher, where he is a fascinating mm. character as either his own adversary and or his own foil. Mm. So he's not a cutesy go lucky or a binary kind of character. Like even in his own ongoing, which is like Christopher Priest's most current run, he, Priest never made him the hero. He was mm-hmm. merely like the plot mechanic of the book. Um, which Got I thought you. was the was the was the way to handle him because he's a statutory raping murderer, and we're cool with him being kind of in a cutesy book and running his own team. Like he is not a good guy, but for his own purposes, he has become useful in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So this whole kind of conceit of like he's picking the side of the angels for for right now, I'm like. I'm not interested in reading that. I'm more interested in reading either having his own purposes for doing X, Y, Z and, or, um, being forced into being beneficial, not right. Like trust has some kind of leverage on him or something. Yeah. Which we now know, unless he again, lied to black Canary, he, this, as far as we know, he's altruistically just, you know, tired of Hmm. tired, tired of sucking. Hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this now. Yeah, yeah. Which well, I because he did compelling. always have sort of a uh, like his original story was sympathetic, right? Like he was. I don't possess his loyalty. But, all right, yeah, yeah. He wasn't super sympathetic. He was yeah, avenging okay. his his son's death. That was his original story. Okay, but he was like he was an assassin. He was like good to them, though, right? You know, one of those guys who is like uh, good like to he, who? They, his family, like him. he, his family hated the fuck. They his hated family him. Didn't like him. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, he is. Ah, forget he, is he is a deplorable <laughs> character. That's what makes him appealing. It's like when you turn him in, and and to like to your point, Len. There are a lot of like art choices in here that soften him on intentionally, mm-hmm. giving him that mm-hmm. big cartoonish gun. Uh, when there's when they're medium shots. In, in smaller panels of like him and Canary, they have like disproportionate head and feet. So they're almost mm-hmm. cartoonish. So it's, mm-hmm. it just feels like a weird cartoony repainting of mm. a horrible character, mm. horrible intentionally. And it's just, it just, it, I don't like, I don't really care. I'm telling you, they are trying to change. And, and Joshua Williamson, I'm sure, will deny this because dude, we started this book. We had the idea of this book before the movie. They are trying to change. Deathstroke into Bloodsport from the Suicide Squad. They're trying to give him that that, characterization. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're trying to do. And it won't work. Can I also mention when Black Canary dressed up as like a school teacher or something takes off her black wig which is presumably over her blonde wig which is over her black hair. Well, I don't think. Oh, wait, she doesn't have black hair anymore. To be fair, this black canary doesn't have black hair anymore. Yeah, I think she probably just dyes it at this point. But it did throw me for a loop. I was like, well, I don't think she dyes it. I think this black canary is. Oh, she just always is blonde. One of one of the crises has made her hair blonde. Yeah, it's like enough with the wig already. From her cosmic masters decided. Yeah, I. I, It's like. I think it's a like it's well written. It's paced incredibly well. Like it was an enjoyable read, but the mm. whole time I was like, "Yeah, it's not. I don't want to read this. I'd rather just go back and read some like other Deathstroke stories." And for it to be even 
they did that thing that DC does where like the last page is like preview panels from the next year. Yeah. (laughs) And they're all jokes. So I'm like, they're all just like, you know, the Robin one, but, but it was just like putting Deathstroke and like, uh, yeah, trying yeah, to get into you. House of Mystery and trying to do this. It's like, it's like a weird, like this season mm. on. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this just feels icky. I don't like it. Although the, when Len mentioned the, the melding of, uh, what was it in Doom Patrol? Was the, first the, one? the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, which is a movie that I enjoyed, and Doom Patrol, I really like. Like it just came back. I'm I, I'm really into it, um, and I see those elements more now, and uh, that made me like it more when you <laughs> when you mentioned that one. I was like, oh, all right, yeah. I I would I would love it if it didn't kind of like mess with my own personal head candidate of how Deathstroke hmm. functions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love it. No, I wouldn't. So let's go. <laughs> no fixing. There are no uh, circumstances. So before we before we move on to uh, the the last two books that we're going to talk about, just real quick, we'll talk about how you can support the show if you like what we're doing on the channel. Uh, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, join us in the live streams, say hello, uh, email us at cultpopgo at gmail dot com, um, and or you can contribute to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Uh, helps keep the lights on and headphones in Brian's ears because he can't seem to keep them either functioning and or around. I have this. Um, if you can't right contribute now. again, <laughs> youtube.com uh, slash called pop go like comment, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash podcast.com. All of it helps and all of it's wonderful. And we thank you very, very much for hanging out with us all to people that are here. And that's just nice. So, um, I was a very big fan, despite myself, of the first issue of this book. Mm. Superman 78 number two came out this past week, and we're going to talk about it. Okay. By DC Comics, written by Robert Venditti with art by Wilfredo Torres. After a battle with a rampaging robot, Superman enlists an unlikely ally to crack the code behind who sent it. He needs an intelligent technological genius, and that can only mean one person, Lex Luthor. So... I overall liked this comic, but I something happens in the first like five pages and I cannot I could not let it go for the rest of the book and had to go back and see if I missed something. What is it? Lex Luthor has hair. Yes. And in between scene transitions, he's bald. I think he took his wig off when he got into the apartment. Great. Yeah, I can I can make that work in my head. But I searched every panel to see where he took it off, when he took it off. Is it in the background of the room? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, you're right. It it should be. And why does he not have it when he's already entering his house? It made me think, like, what's the point of the wig if you're willing to just on your commute home, rip that bitch off? Mm. Why wear the wig? Like, you must wear the wig because you are self-conscious about being bald. So why did you take it out on your bus ride home? Like, it's yeah. just, oh. I was so mentally obsessed with the fucking wig that I almost didn't enjoy the comic because it oh, yeah. threw me off in a very superficial way. Hmm. No, I, I agree. And that, that is, I think, it, that is my, my pick 
my nick about this this comic book there are there are just subtle slight storytelling beats that are just missing and 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 that is one of them i felt the same way as you like i wanted i was looking okay did he put the wig in his pocket you know, is it like a bulge in the pocket or something? I was examining the panels. Like exactly to his apartment. I'm like, is there a hook on the wall with a wig on it? Right. Is right. There a, like where because, is the wig? because I'm like you. I'm like you. It doesn't make sense that he enters in without it. Right. Like because I, I don't think he took it on the commute home. I think that we're meant to presume that he took it off right before he walked into the house but why would you take it off right before the house and even if you did it should still be present as you walk into the house yeah um, lights are out he's about to turn on the light yeah it's not like he's ex- been exactly for a while and just saw superman like right right it doesn't make sense have you ever watched a movie um there's this really great like anecdotal story about uh terminator 2 um, mm-hmm. how the studio was telling James Cameron that it was too long. And he's like, I can't cut anything else out. And they were like, well, I mean, can we cut some frames out here and there? He was like, look, let me show you what it's like when you cut two frames out of every single, like, you right. know, 24 frames per second, let's cut two right. out and I'll show you what it looks like. And it just looks like weird jerky. You're exactly not the whole picture. Something's wrong. And that's what this felt like. And that's, I but, know but, it's just a wig, but that's what this felt like. But that's what that's what that felt like, and that's what there are different beats in this sto- in this movie and movie in this comic <laughs> that feel like that. And I know this comic is trying to give you the idea and the sense of the movie. Like we talked about that from the first issue. You know, there are moments where you'll see Superman, and then it'll cut to like somebody in the street. You know, just randomly. You know, like the, the person like squirting a hot dog or, or something like that. And yeah, it was, that was cool. Great. It's a cool little moment but there are there are moments here where it doesn't work there was an, another ro- moment later on where superman is fighting um brainiac and you you see superman fly in he gets attacked by brainiac's ro- uh, robots and then it Oh, where, where I, I just saw the freaking page. Where, where where was it? And then it cuts to the to the Daily Planet for the top half of the page for like two panels in the in, in the top half of the page, and then it cuts back to Superman. And it's just not a it's not a clear cut because there's it it, it just doesn't play very well, man. It it it's 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 just not it 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 just took me out of the comic. Also the. I like Torres art overall. I disagree with his choice of leaving many of the backgrounds just very sketchy. Mm-hmm. And 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 then there's just one swath of color. The colorist choice to just keep it in just one color. I I I just I just that also just takes me out of it. It's a fun comic big book. It's kind of fun, but those Nick's kind of like, like just like eh, just like they bother. I um I I I hate to I hate to go back to the wig, but I forgot about this, and I think it made it worse when I was reading it in real time. There's a whole page, there's a two, four, six, eight panel page of him going home in various stages of travel and with the wig, step, with the wig, but. You wasted an entire storytelling page on his transition to home. Get him home early and show him take off the wig. I don't understand why you've we've. Well, I think the reason that they did that is his like 
he was trying to call that car and the car no, no, wanted nothing I'm, to do with him. I'm not talking know? about the logistics of what actually happened in the panels. It's the using those. No, no, no. I'm not talking about transition. the logistics either. No, you're, talk, you're talking about what it represents. What's it showing? Yeah, it's yeah. Showing. His emotional like, yeah, impact. I get that. that yeah, yeah. I, I get that. But 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 you know, you know what is the 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 coda, the payoff to that? Is him walking into his house hmm. and then snatching off his wig, exasperatingly then, like that. Probably would, and, ex- yeah. and especially, and especially because when he walks into the house and if he did it right, snatches off his wig. Now he's in front of the last person that he wants to have Superman. see him yeah. bald is and Superman. Later in the book, too, when he goes back out in public to call a cab, bald, hmm. just. One or the other. Yeah, I thought, well, maybe he wore the wig for that job thing. Right? So I noticed the wig thing, too. Points. I noticed the wig it thing, makes too. makes sense for why he had a wig in the first scene. No, I mean, he's he's going to that job thing. You know, he's going and to that. Everywhere else anyway, in his life, as a public figure, he's cool without wearing a wig? No, I think in the movies, he wore a wig. Uh, right? In the movies, in, in the first movie, he just had hair. The second movie, in prison, they shaved his head. No, 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 no! It wasn't that he shaved his head. In the first movie, he has he has a wig the whole time. Yeah, and it's when he goes to prison is that he can't wear his wig. They take the wig from him. Yeah, yeah. He's always been bald. It's always been a wig. Um, yeah, but uh, the Uh, Rob um, wanted to say he hasn't seen this much focus on a wig since Behind the Candelabra. I don't get that reference. Is that about uh, Liberace? Yep. Yes, right. it, yes, it is. And Rob Haney, if you want to really see some some wig hatred, then you need to uh, watch any Tyler Perry movie and then go on to Black Twitter. You'll, oh. you'll get <laughs> they don't like that. They don't like it. Real time? Or is there a hashtag we should follow? <laughs> Whenever you watch it, there'll be something. <laughs> I mean, there's so many there's so many Tyler Perry uh, movies and TV shows that at any given time, yeah, someone yeah. is experiencing that terrible yeah. wig work at all times. Yes. Now, now about oh, it's on the subject of the wig in this comic, <laughs> I read it. I was like, oh, he took his wig off. And then I continued reading the comic. I did not. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he has a wig in the movies and he took it off. Um, I, I enjoyed this comic. I thought it was very cool. I think I agree with you, Len. There are moments where for me, the Luther one was like. He's Lex Luther. He's in this this job interview and they're offering him. Uh, like a kitchen work and then but he comes home and he has a secret room in his apartment that is like this super high-tech thing um but i think this issue overall was maybe not quite as strong as the first one but that may also be because the first one was the first one and i was like oh this is cool they're doing a really good job at uh capturing the feel of uh, the christopher reed superman movies the choice that they make with Brainiac is very interesting. It was hinted at in the, well, more than hinted at, it was stated in the, at the end of the first one, but uh, they explored a little bit more that uh, Brainiac is here preventing, like thinking that he's preventing a problem, a Kryptonian like kind of long-term biological takeover. Like he's an invasive species. Um, And it's certainly not a direction that I expected the Christopher Reeve Superman follow-up to go, but it's interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at the end, here's another thing. The cellophane S in Superman oh, 2, God. Sucks. it sucks, right? Like, 
Why is that there? But weirdly, in a reverse, I kind of like that they used it here because it's like he has it. Why would he never use it ever again? That was the enjoyment that I got out of them. Well, <laughs> you know, well, with that. Why? Why have it at all? <laughs> yeah. Why use was it? This, this right. takes place when? I think it's after Superman 2. That's my impression. Yeah, it's after it's Superman, after Superman 2. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I don't need to see the cellophane S again, but I was, I was all right for the... Uh, for that callback, for that reason, that it's like, all right, if you have this weird cellophane S thing, I he's um, magic. I hate. Like, I assumed it was Kryptonian technology. You know, that's what I always figured. Well, I mean, but, in the uh, continuity of these, was the suit? I don't know. Kryptonian, or did his mom make it out of a blanket? Even if his mom know, made it, man. he could at the fortress. He gets like a cellophane overlay. I assume is part of it. Um, <laughs> this, is, this, so. this is just making my blood boil. So, um, you know, and it ends in an interesting way, um, you know, with, with Superman cowed, he can't let the earth be put into so much danger. He's going with Brainiac. Nah, nah, nah. Rob, Rob with the solid seventies references, they wouldn't let Mario Puzo use the cellophane and Godfather. So he had to put it somewhere. Hence Superman too. There you go. Thank you so much. I hate that. I understood that. Um, I, I, I all hope is not lost in, in in how I feel about this series. I still think it's very charming. It's just this one, like there were weird story beats that would be in any other comic that were missing, and they just felt I felt them missing, no matter how inconsequential that they were personally. Yeah, including oh, the, what, including what you mentioned. Like I'm in a rundown house, except right. knock knock. My secret thing. <laughs> And like, yet I am on. still reporting to this job. Yeah. That, like, does he have to as a condition of his Maybe parole? Of his I don't parole. know. I don't know. Um, and I, he, I refuse to believe that even the Christopher Reeve Superman doesn't know another smart person to take the <laughs> Brainiac. Even the to. Christopher Reeve version. Well, see, I, I even figured him. that was the, um, which I think was especially strong in the Silver Age of like, Luther, if only you would be good. <laughs> You know, you you know, he was always trying to he was always bemoaning the fact that Luther like, why can't you just use your intelligence for good? But here's the thing. And here's the other reason why this doesn't make any sense for him to take this brainiac head to Lex Luthor. The Lex, if this was the Lex Luthor that we know, Mm -hmm. it still wouldn't make any sense. But at least you've got a history of that. He's good with technology. Mm-hmm. This Lex Luthor oh, yeah, he in this do universe <laughs> yeah. only had a crazy real escape uh, yeah. scheme. Yeah, that's true. And, and he sided with, with Kryptonians. Kryptonians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he has the power suit, but in this comic, you know, he didn't have it. Right. He didn't have it. Right. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, Lex Luthor is a evil real estate developer in these yeah. movies, not a <laughs> yeah. super mad scientist. Uh, uh, the likenesses though continue to be really good like the Gene Hackman one really captures the feel of that Lex Luthor and there's a page or two of Superman where he's becoming Superman it's good they're minimalist yeah we get the feel though that's it yeah but but, uh, to to Len's point though like a lot of that background work is missing and it feels 
more like a digital comic than anything else. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which I think this originally was, right? I don't was know. No. Digital I first. I don't think so. I think this I was always meant to be out in print. Um, if it was digital first, I'd believe that. They you know, just like kind of like just bright colors in the background and that's fine. But and I'm more focused like I've been mostly focused on the on the foreground. You know, like, ooh, that looks like Christopher Reeve. You know, well, like no, that kind of thing. and a lot of them look like Christopher Reeves yeah, because yeah. I believe he if if not drawing sketching over, he is definitely using oh, you sure. know photo references. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially the flying and stuff. Yeah, um, and the, and the cellophane. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. How could you replicate that without a frame uh, of the movie? I'll, I'll ask you guys live. Did anybody else have a chance to read Darkhold Alpha number? I had one? a chance, and I I took that chance, and I read it. You read it. I read it I also. Did. Len, did you? Uh, we'll, we'll do this no. one really quick. No, we'll I didn't read it. Really quick. Um, Darkhold Alpha. It's I. Every once in a while, we like to read the new like one-off mini event kind of alpha or omega issues. This is just another one uh, by Marvel Comics written by Steve Orlando with art by Cian Tormi. Enter the pages of the Darkhold and lose your mind in a mighty Marvel fashion. For hundreds of years, scholars and heroes alike have searched for the complete text of the Darkhold, a.k.a. Book of the Damned, written by the Elder God, Kthon. Kthon is how I, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Now, now one of the greatest sorcerers in the multiverse has found it, and Kathan has found him. To save them all, the Scarlet Witch must gather the world's greatest heroes and unleash their inner darkness. Witness the Marvel Universe's descent into chaos. So this is one of those events that has like a one-off issue and then like four number ones. Oh, sweet. And then, a, and then an Omega issue. Yeah, those are so straightforward. Yeah, they're super straightforward, very yeah. easy to follow, mm-hmm. no issues whatsoever. Uh, so this is the alpha issue, and I think it's being followed up by like Darkhold Blade, Darkhold uh, Iron Man, Darkhold Spider Man, Darkhold blah blah blah. So um, don't forget the Wasp, integral part of this. Oh yeah, Wasp. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so long story short, they find Book of the Damned. Uh, Doom is looking for it, finds it, um, reads it through one of his doom bots so he doesn't go crazy reading it he's like uh fuck y'all i'm gonna go fight kathan myself because y'all are bitches does it doesn't really work out for him it does not he was the bitch it turned out he he ended up being bitchified um uh (laughs) (laughs) while he was out being a bitch uh because he's pretty he's pretty vain he's a a little full of himself he's doomed scarlet witch collects five heroes that are all kind of a part of this prophecy of like one needs to be a dreamer and an artist and a hunter and a blah, whatever. Um, so it's, it's the Marvel heroes, uh, Iron Man, Wasp, Blade, Spider-Man, Black Bolt. and Black Bolt. That's right. The stoic Black Bolt. The stoic. Um, the idea is y'all got to read just a little, little bit of the dark hold, get a little, little crazy. So you're able to enter into the other world to fight the bad guy but not too much because then you'll go super crazy. Just a little crazy. So we can all go and fight. What happens? They all, read, they all read too much. And now five superheroes are now all reaction figured. Yeah. They, all have they have a, a new action unified figure. sort of monstrous red and black look. 
new dark yeah. versions of these characters. And the only one that looks cool is Iron Man because it's like a creepy ass body it's horror. Got, like flesh stuff. Yeah, he's got over flesh top of his Iron Man of his, suit. Yeah, like sinewy flesh yeah. outside. This book is boring as shit. <laughs> I didn't really care for it too much. Um, uh, I think it looks good. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the art's fantastic. The the character designs, even though they, even though what they did is essentially just like did new, they did new character designs for a bunch of these heroes, and they're horror based and they're they're pretty dope looking. Um, it just all still feels very surface level and rushed. And I know that this event is not going to actually go anywhere or be anything. It's just got like, this feels like one of those like events or mini series that's just driven by SEO. Mm-hmm. So like Scarlet Witch, Doom, Darkhold, Magic, Iron Man, go. And they just, <laughs> they just reverse engineer it based off of what's mildly popular. I, it doesn't feel like it came from any... Yeah, like pre-existing story or drive any reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Darkhold, like I was... think, is really probably the main thing because they're like, this is going to be in Doctor Strange soon. We'd like yeah, a trade out that says exactly. the word Darkhold on it. Exactly. <laughs> right. it's, it, it's it's feels very <laughs> it feels nothing about this book feels very organic in, in mm-hmm. like the necessity of the story being told or even the execution of it. It just Can feels also... kind of cut and paste. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh the wasp what is happening with why is the wasp on this team they're like she's an artist she's an an artist like is she the quintessential artist of the marvel universe and fashion designer man she is it's true um and so i was like oh black bolt's here that's cool because i like black bolt um and uh you know spider-man the other one and I think anything against the wasp and she in the movies is very cool but she's always been pretty fourth tier for me you know um yeah rob Petty says it's movie marketing as a comic or versus as a comic a comic um it, but yeah I, you know i was kind of like all right magic stuff in the marvel universe yeah. i wasn't upset that i read this comic but i am not planning on reading any of the other comics. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about this that I felt about the extreme carnage thing mm. that just happened. It's the same type of event where it was mm-hmm. an alpha issue and then a bunch of one shots. Um, I think that it's it's reverse engineered. It's kind of forced. Synergy can work and it could be good, but when it misses the mark, it just feels more offensive than anything else. And this was just like... I, I mean... It's it was really pretty, but boring. Yeah. All right. Oh well. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy uh, your comics. That's what we read this past week. Um, we've got maybe ten or fifteen minutes left. Uh, would you guys like to talk about stupid what you've been watching stuff in regards to streaming services? Now, sure. Len had a pretty decent idea of. Well, we started in the chat just talking about like. Did you watch this? Did you guys watch this? Did you guys watch this? And then Lynn came in hot with, I'm not buying that service. Hmm. No, I'm so not getting it, Apple TV. That's <laughs> right. So then it turned into a, ooh, we should talk about what's worth getting. Hmm. So we're going to spend the next. I'm just going to say, I did see the trailer for Foundation because that's oh, on yeah. Apple TV, right? Yeah, yeah. And the trailer looked really, really interesting. And that yeah. was the first 
first thing to hit Apple TV outside of peanuts that made me <laughs> think about getting Apple TV. I don't care about the morning after pill or whatever the hell the name of that show is. <laughs> I don't care that Jason Momoa has sight now. Oh yeah, I don't care about TV. I either. don't give a yeah. fuck about that. I don't give a good goddamn how many times the Lone Ranger throws a lasso around Ted. I don't want to watch any of that bullshit. But Wait, Foundation looks interesting. The they peanuts. have peanut specials. Like the yeah. is that what you're talking about? All right. They own they the, have the peanut yeah. specials, and I think they have like a some type of original show. If uh, it's not up there, it's supposed to. But be coming yeah, up. Foundation was good. It has like oh yes, no. <laughs> I was I wanted to structure this. Oh, all right. So before we go into it, I wanted to structure this. I wanted to. I've got a list up of all of the streaming services based off of popularity with user base. Okay, so cool. Call them out and. Someone pipe in and make a case what you think is worth watching on the streaming service and if it's worth the price of admission. Okay. All right. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Let's let's make this like a game. Let's go. Let's go. Um, So we're going to start. This is no game because this is this is dollars and cents. God damn. Exactly. So we're going to start with um, the most popular. We're going to start with. Netflix. So Netflix has a user base of 209 million people worldwide. That's households all paying up to $14 and 99 cents a mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Is that worth it for what you get out of Netflix and, or what can you not do without in regards to Netflix? If you are a subscriber who would like to go first? Well, I'm going to say, look, it, it, it's worth it to me. And let's face it, Netflix is damn near a utility now. Like, you just got to have <laughs> Netflix, dog. Um, like, you know, I, you, I could be like everybody else and like, you know, like splooge all over Squid Game and shit. But, you know, I haven't watched it yet because I saw, Good. you know, the Hunger Games. I saw Battle Royale and I'm like, you know, I can wait to watch Squid Game. But I've heard that is good. And Netflix has very good, cool, cool series. Um I, I like Grace and Frankie. I think it's called Grace and Frankie. Uh, oh, yeah. You watch that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Comiskey, the Comiskey Method. I love that. Um, they they have... I, I, I actually get into a lot of the Korean um, things that they, mm-hmm. they bring over um, and even some of the more like German and Danish and, and other and uh, like international stuff. I really get into that. Are the names coming to me right now? No, it- but I usually like turn on it. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. What's I the watch popular it. one right now? Money Heist? I think it's the... Yeah, I heard, I heard oh, Money Heist and Lupin and um, see, Lupin, a lot of I like- international stuff. Lupin, I liked the first season. I didn't need to see any more of that, but it was, but you know, but it was still cool. Um, and I like that Netflix does surprise me every once in a while with, with something that I didn't even think that I, I was going to like. Yep, like yo, I could watch whatever happened to Monday like nine times a year. Oh yeah, like, you know what? I was gonna say I was gonna say that I actually more so than their original series these days because I've only watched like one episode of Witcher. And they lost all the Marvel stuff a while ago, but those yeah. were just diminishing returns anyway. Their original movies impressed me more than anything else. And yeah. their original documentaries impressed me more than anything else. Like, I do love the investigative documentaries, the murder docs. Mm-hmm. Those are just like, sign me up. Anything about a, a good cult, I'm in. Um, but then also like their big budget movies. Some of the, like some of them have been major hit misses, mm-hmm. but. 
I mean, there have been some really, really. There's been some. Really, They're taking really a swing cool for it. They're taking yeah, a swing I, for it. Like, you know? And these are high quality productions. You know, with some like, good names, man. From the Irishman all the way to um, Bright. These are just like big swings. Bright, and I, and I think Jessica. Jessica Jessica Chastain was in this big action oh, drawing yeah. that was pretty pretty cool, man. I mean, like, yo, they got some, they got some good stuff. So 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 Netflix, oh, yes, is worth it. Yeah, I think I think Netflix has become a honest to goodness movie studio, and I appreciate it. And I am super excited for Cowboy Bebop. Um, I'm excited for Cowboy Bebop, and they've got oh god, I can't remember. There's a black western that's going to be coming on in uh, October oh, um, on the lay 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 low. Uh, where lies something. Oh yeah, and or something. It's, yeah, it's like a it's something like that. And, oh yeah, with Idris Elba and Regina King and shit. That looks dope. Oh, it looks so dope. I like that. So I found myself a little while ago. I was like, should I get rid of Netflix? You know, like it's almost unthinkable, right? Because I was like, oh, it's the first streaming service, right? You like that's what's got. I was like, well, how often do I really watch something? But there's always something yep. that I wanted for, right? So like Dan H mentioned, uh, Lucifer which just released its last season. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Like that, that, that was a great show. Um, and I think I didn't start watching it until it was, uh, it started on Netflix. Right. And Sandman is coming up. Right. And I've already started to see the, the trailers and and photos and everything. And the guy playing Morpheus is like pretty spot on, you know, and and there's other cool cast members too. And I saw an agreement. Netflix is a utility. Yeah, yeah, it's like you got it. Oh, and Rob Patty, I haven't seen Alter Carbon, but I did really like the first book in that series, and I've been meaning to watch it. Alter Carbon is actually pretty good, and yeah. and and after the first season, it, it switches a little bit, and mm-hmm. but it, it's still it's still it's actually pretty dope. Um, the book actually, switches too. The second another, book is totally different. Another slept on thing from from uh, on Netflix, and I don't know too. In, in the world of sci-fi, I believe there's going to be eventually another season of this. They did. Um, uh, 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 Lost in Space reboot. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That was good. So good. It's yeah. so fucking good. It is yeah, so the dope. Third season is coming out in 2022, and it's the last one. So like, yeah. they, they literally said it's just three seasons. Yeah, but it's uh-huh. so dope. And there is now the second season of a an animated series that I just turned on one day, just actually putting on something while I worked. And next thing I know, I wasn't working. I sat and binged the entire <laughs> series. It's called Kid Cosmic. It's about this little kid. About this, it's it's an animated series about this this meteorite that falls into like this like little like town in Vegas and gives people's powers. And I'm not going to tell you any more about that. It's charming as fuck. It's funny as fuck. Animated or live action? It's animated, but it's not anime. It's animated almost to look like uh, a bit of like a comic book. It is so dope, so fucking charming. I love that. And I can't, I'm playing the second season just hit, and I'm probably just waiting for a day where I can just sit and just binge that too. It's so dope. That looks good. Uh, um, Let's talk next about the streaming service we all have just for free packages, and that's Amazon Prime. Is. If it was just a streaming service not applied to Prime Delivery, would we still have Amazon Prime? I would still have Amazon Prime because I like having the access to the movies on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, as far as their series, The Expanse is worth it for me. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. 
I was oh, good. the experience yeah. is so fucking good. And I think there's um, one more season coming, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, their documentaries aren't aren't that bad. Also, Amazon Prime, I will say that you by way of them for a cheaper price, you can get like, you know, stars, Showtime, HBO, if you mm-hmm. wanted to do that as well. But I, I don't. That. I do that through a different service, though, that we'll talk about. Like, no, I do, no, and, and I do that. Some, there's some bundles. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that separately as well. But um, but yeah, the, a lot of a lot of their series like I, I used I love the the man in the high castle. I thought it was really dope. Mm-hmm. A dope series on there. I think everyone's I, I, I like. Um, that who oh, no, no, oh, no. That's, that's, that's Amazon that's Prime. Amazon? Oh, okay. the, boys, and the boys, the boys, the boys is the right now and, is the best thing on Prime as far as I watch. And what's the series? What's the series with the um? I'm just drawing a blank on it with the the female comedian. That's a that's a funny uh, series Ms. too. Miss Maisel, yeah. Ms. Maisel. Oh, oh yeah, Ms. that's Maisel. Amazon. Oh, that show is great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Amazon Prime is is yeah. Is, is yeah. Great. I I typically use Amazon Prime as like a a backup when I can't find an, a movie anywhere else. Oh, like it's, and it's wait not a minute, the first one I go to to like start and, scrolling and checking it out. And w- wait a minute! Isn't Fleabag on Anima- Amazon Prime? Yeah, I yeah, Fleabag. Like, I haven't seen that. Oh, d- oh, Brian, you need to watch brilliant. Fleabag. Yeah, and I do Absolutely like that guy who was in uh, Sherlock. Also, he's cool. It's it is yeah, just twelve yeah, but, thirty minute episodes. You can watch it in a. Oh weekend. yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. It, it is it is brilliant. It is breathtaking. Yes, watch Fleabag. Um, now, oh, oh you mentioned it too. Amazon right. isn't the first one that you go to to scroll through. Yeah. I'll be honest, I end up going to Amazon a lot for movies, probably more than anything else, um, because but I don't go. I don't go. What I do when I'm searching for a movie, I'll Google it and then go into the where to watch. Um, Mm. And, you know, sometimes if I have to pay for it, it's Amazon is where I pay for it. Um, But uh, that's how I usually get to where I got. And Amazon does often have for free the ones that. Um, I think we watched uh, 12 Monkeys the other day that was on Amazon, Yeah, their, their, back catalog, their back catalog of films is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, as a as somebody that has multiple streaming services, Prime more than any other has less exclusive back That's catalog true. of movies. That's true. Yes. So, like, mm. you could you see the same stuff on Hulu that you see on Prime, that you see on Shutter, that you see on mm. um, Paramount Plus, that you see. On, it's like, the, it's like they, have, they have all of the not exclusive stuff just kind of aggregated because they're amazon prime so right, it's right. it's it's a hit or miss like i don't go there first for the movies however when there's a show that i want to watch i will follow it on prime yeah. i mean and mazel is really worth the price yeah i guess i guess it's me, you know? it's the place where i don't discover stuff it's just i i also go there to watch something specific i feel like there might also have been was upload on Amazon Prime? Yeah, that was a yes, show. it was. Yeah, yeah that was, was cool. Patey loved that show. I feel like he talked hmm. about it every week. Hmm. Uh, chime in, Robert. Um, Did you love so that it, show? <laughs> he'll, he'll get in. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel like those are the two big ones. That uh, oh, you know, I didn't ooh, say. Amazon I Prime know. has a uh, viewership or a membership of 175 million worldwide. All right. Um, let's talk about one of the new kids on the block. And that's Disney Plus with 116 million users hmm. worldwide. Or wait, no, actually, it's not worldwide. It's just Northern yeah, that's America, just US. America yeah. Northern Western Europe, Asia Pacific, and Arabian Peninsula. They're not in um, certain regions. Yeah, they're so, trying. I mean, 
116 million is a lot for not being worldwide. That's well, yes. I mean, they are Disney. <laughs> no, well, oh, no. so, a lot of the uh, landscape worth it, worth it or not worth it. So I was a, I was an early, I actually prepaid for like three years. I was oh. an early adopter of Disney plus because just right off the bat, their foundational offering for me seemed worth it. All Marvel, all Star Wars, all Disney mm-hmm, uh, yeah. animated and everything else and Pixar. Right. So it's like, I feel like that's 20, at least 20% of my DVD collection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should just go ahead and go with the service over constantly getting the physical media that is exclusively owned by them. Yeah, man, I have not hooked up my DVD Blu-ray player in years. Actually. Yeah, and and, yeah. and the original content has I've I've been very happy with. Like yes. uh, yeah, the Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian, um, Loki, Loki, I really loved. Yeah, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, I really liked. Um, uh, I, you know what, I, my wife and I watched and loved the Mighty Ducks TV show sequel television mm. show, The mm. Game Changers. It was mm. fucking adorable. And we watched every week. Um, yeah, I, I, I've just been very happy with that offering. It's family friendly, but it's still delightful. Uh, all the stuff that's coming up looks really fun. I, I like I think Disney Plus, I watch almost more nowadays. Like there's more appointment television with Disney Plus right now. Really? Wow. And I mean, I would say Disney Plus is definitely worth it. Um, it like you said, just for the back catalog alone. Yeah. Um, and, and as they start adding more and more from their, you know, acquisition of 20th Century Fox, that mm. back catalog will grow. But um, so so, yeah, it, it, it it's a no brainer as far as as when you work, if it's worth it for me. So. I mean, it's, it's Marvel and Star Wars. It could only have Marvel and Star Wars that I would buy. Yeah, it. You know what I mean? it's a little extra. Yeah. yeah. Um, and The Simpsons is one of my all-time favorite shows that I haven't watched in a long time. I mean, I consider it maybe the greatest comedy of, oh. of my lifetime. But uh, so I like the option. <laughs> I like the fact that I could watch I, it. I think yeah. they just announced, too, that like season 32 is now streaming. Literally all 32 seasons or 32 seasons of the 33 are available on. I mean, I haven't watched the new ones ever, uh, but yeah, I I haven't watched it in 20 years, but still it's, it's there. If I was nice to know it's there. So good. It's nice to know it's there. Exactly. And then, Um, and then there's the, uh, the, uh, the step brother or sister of Disney plus, which is Hulu also owned by Disney. I don't know if anybody else. Oh, like one third. Oh, Hulu is like my main streaming service, to be honest with you. That's like, they are, they yeah. are all that's where Fo- that's where all of Fox properties went to yeah, die. Yeah. yeah. To die. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they're no longer being produced as 20th Century Fox. They're being produced as 20th Century. All of the former Fox properties that didn't oh, right, explicitly right. fall into the sandbox of family friendly right, Disney right. Plus went off to Hulu pastures, whether to be continued to be developed or not. They just all exist there now. Yeah. And all of and all of um, FX is over it. Oh, yeah. Well, because Disney owned one third of it and Fox owned a third of it, I believe. And then when Disney bought Fox, they owned two thirds. The well, right. right now. I, but uh, another part owner of Hulu was NBC Universal. And now they have their own streaming service in Peacock and they've just been pulling things from other streaming services. So, right. Right. See, that's I the mean, thing. Parks it's and just going to be Disney part two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I mean, that is Hulu is my main service. I think it has most of the 
rewatch shows than I watch. Like mm-hmm. Bob's Burgers, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is there. Uh, American Dad, Archer is on there. Um, I'm just thinking of like the first four things in my most recent one. Uh, Reservation Dogs has been really good. Yeah, with, heard fact, good yeah. About wonderful. That, yeah. yeah, it's a good show. Um, and uh, got renewed for a second season, I believe. It's already, I was, I was disappointed to find out that the episode I just watched was the last one of the season. Uh, yeah, I think it was a couple like of weeks ago. S- you know, there's only like six or seven episodes for that yeah. first season, right? It felt like it. I was like, wait, was that the last one of the season? <laughs> and it was. Um, and uh, I think they have some other new, you know, only like, murderers in the building. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm loving that show. I haven't watched yeah. it yet. Like it is, it is on the uh, next up block. Oh, I haven't like, watched it yet, though. Yeah, it's a it's, cute show, and Hulu yeah. has a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I will mm-hmm. say, and and when there's things that I go there and I do watch, I watch only murders in the building. Uh, I will go there and catch up on Bob's burgers or, or Archer and some other shows and things of that nature. Um, and sometimes watch some of the classic shows. I I binge the old Bob Newhart show. Oh, yeah. nice. um, but, but I will say if it wasn't for Hulu being part of my Disney plus bundle, I probably would get rid of. Hulu. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That would probably be the first acts. I think I like they fair. have a couple I, I, of other new shows that I'm not remembering. You know, like Hulu originals. That I, oh, the Orville is going to be, but not yet. Yeah, yeah, next year. Um, so who? The last, the last few, I think, can be almost lumped because they are like, a, a, you know what? Actually, no. HBO Max, I think, is in a, a, a league of its own because it is on it just is like different. Disney Plus. It is uh, yeah. an amalgam of like multiple different. Hubs, yes, that they Could just like I cobbled together. Say one more thing about Hulu that I think is different from most, if not all, of the other services. Yeah, they exactly. have, I won't need it. <laughs> they oh. have shows right after they air, which is nice. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's cool. Where you can just watch it the next day. But, but how many super... people? That, that's cool, and it's yeah. it's it's definitely cool. Mm. But. How many people really watch network television anymore? That's oh, but actually a bunch of the like, shows right. like uh, Archer, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Bob's Burgers and also The Great North, which I'm really hoping becomes a the very Great North show. is kind of a cute show. Yeah, that's yeah it's 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 good. I think it has potential um, and it's got a great cast, but I like to watch those and I'll watch them, you know, on the night that they air uh, if I'm around or whatever. But I, I do enjoy it when I'm like, oh. I didn't watch that last night. I can now watch it without fast forwarding through the commercials uh, uh, on Hulu. I yeah, the the whole concept of appointment television is completely gone out of my life. The only stuff that I, the only stuff that I prioritize yeah. is is what could get spoiled for me if I'm not paying attention. Yeah. So like by default, the Marvel shows I feel mm. like I have to watch on Wednesdays when they drop because the general conversation will be about plot threads. Whereas literally anything else, I'll catch it in the weekend. Like, I'll, like if it's just a normal sitcom that I love, there is mm-hmm. probably no. And even, like, and even then to, it, to absorb it right away. But even then that's not technically appointment television, probably no. the last big appointment television that the world in mass was like cramming you know, clamoring for, honestly, was probably Game of Thrones probably. because that yeah. was nine o'clock on yeah. a Sunday. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, oh, see, you that's know the what? thing. Streaming services don't air at a particular time. You got, wait, you got me though. Let's talk about HBO Max because for a lot of their Sunday night TV shows, they make it available to stream at the same time that it premieres on HBO. That. Because mm-hmm. we were, I mm-hmm. I already made my train for nine o'clock. This this house had appointment television with oh. Mare of Easttown. Oh, all right. At nine o'clock on Sunday nights, we watched mm. the fuck out of that crazy show, mm. ev- and just stayed on it every single Sunday night. So yeah, so it does still happen, but it's more few and far between than anything else when it comes to Definitely. watching something exactly for, when it airs. For Rob Petty, the last episode of MASH was the <laughs> last, last appointment television. <laughs> um, so so HBO Max, uh, I, the, they have a 67 million user base. Hmm. I feel like that's a weird curve this year because they put all of their theatrical movies day and date without a premium pay on HBO max, which I think did beef the shit out of those numbers. Um, but their offerings are, are great. Anyway, adult swim, oh, yeah. uh, uh, all DC properties all that aren't owned by others. Yeah. Turn, turn a classic movies. Turner classics, uh, Craig, and uh, the new Craig stuff Craig like Len mentioned, uh, doom patrol. And there's a lot of new DC coming out. That's for HBO max specifically. Yeah, but that's like two. That's like a year to two years away. Oh, I so, know, but I'm looking I mean, forward to it. <laughs> I mean, like I wouldn't if somebody didn't have it now. I'd be like, hey, hold off on paying for it. If, if you're yeah. waiting for the Blue Beetle movie, wait right. longer before. I'm still you waiting for that right Green Lantern now. thing, which hopefully yeah, is that, still happening. Also, there, uh, so there's there's a Hellblazer show in development, a Green Lantern one, a Blue Beetle movie, a Batgirl movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, oh, they also have all of the I DC. Seen about any of them. They have the, all the uh, DC animated stuff, of which there are uh, many greats. Well, here's it, most of most. Yeah, of, I was going to say because yeah, this yeah. is. I like HBO Max. I, uh, it's worth it for me because, but honestly, it's worth it for me because of the old movies. I'm I'm mm-hmm. just an old movie uh, geek, but where they let me down is just where Noah was going with the animated mo- the animated movies. Mm-hmm. It makes absolutely no sense to me that they put these films out okay they want to put them out for sale first okay i understand that you're trying to goose up dvd sales nobody's buying dvds anymore um but you want to do that you nobody's really buying a digital anymore especially if they're paying for your digital service so you might as well put them on your digital service if not right when you release them it absolutely makes no sense that some of these movies came out almost a year ago and they are not on hbo max and it seems it seems to be only the like the ones that are popular Mm -hmm. so like long halloween adaptation is already on there both parts but what about those other like ancillary ones like uh what was it the the dragon one Oh yeah, yes, yes, one. yeah, right. I don't, I don't know where the fuck to watch that. Um, yeah. And I'm not uh, paying for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, like maybe I, I, I maybe I would rent uh, it for like. Yeah, and and yeah. I thought and I thought that you know like because the one the Batman and and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not oh, there yeah. either. But I thought that maybe okay, I could see that maybe that's a rights thing with tur- with like the with the turtles. Or something. Yeah, right. So I so I I'll give you that one. But the you're right, the Sons of the Dragon one that makes absolutely no sense. That that and it's not on I, there. I had the same problem with like I was paying for DC Universe hmm. and the fact that I had to pay like a hundred bucks and you didn't give me that shit day and date. Yep. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. still sour about that and I hate that streaming service. Yeah. Still sour about it. But uh, it's I also dislike Titans. I think it's terrible. 
Uh, but I'm yeah, looking well, Titans is oh, Star Girl. Uh, oh, Star, but that was CW yeah. that just kind of yeah. Co- yeah. Uh, HBO Max. Well, it was a weird thing. It was like mm-hmm. DC streaming service, and then the next day would be on the CW. It was weird, but it's good. It's been a really good show. What are we going to say about Titans? I was going to say Titan, Titans is weird, and and I just had to. I don't really enjoy it. I just have a lot of people. I know a few you, people that you do watch, watch it. You watch the shit out of it, don't you? I don't watch the I mean, shit it could out be of a it. Guilty, but I watch the fuck out of it. It's amazing. I I just had to, you know, just take my head off. It's like this is not my Batman. This is right. not my Nightwing. Because these are universe. because yeah. these are two I, of the dumbest detectives I've ever <laughs> met. <laughs> I I watched the entirety of the first season, but I watched it all passively. Like mm. I was doing laundry almost mm. every single episode and just like had it on the iPad and right. kind of have it was appointment action. viewing for you. Like when the laundry yeah. needed to be done. When I you put when Titans I needed on. when I needed white noise, I watched yeah. Titans and every once in a while I looked over, <laughs> I was like, All right, cool. Hmm. Um I completely skipped the second season, but I thought like, hey, maybe I'll just jump in on the third and just like but nah. I, I had to watch it. Yeah. No, I haven't bothered. I saw the trailer and I was like that's okay. I've seen, yeah. I've seen uh, the Red Hood saga. The Batman casting was interesting. I haven't seen it, but I, mean, I was Gerard, interested in Ger- the the guy from um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes no. It makes no sense. And the, and the, the 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 Red Hood saga is nothing like the book, which is no. fine. I'm yeah. fine. Is it in a in a good in an interesting or fascinating way, or in, in a, a kind of interesting way, but it still is in this stupid universe. The show oh. just strikes me as super edgelord and I'm just I, I have a very low threshold for that. It's, it's funny, like I'll be excited about it, but then as soon as that weird guitar sting when the logo shows up happens, it's just like fuck. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Rob mentions again uh Harley Quinn. That cartoon. Harley Quinn is all awesome. awesome. that. Yeah. I watched most of the first season. It's cute. Yeah. No, 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 you gotta continue. The second yeah. season is even better. Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah. Like even I, it takes a lot for me to start like laughing out loud at a show, yeah. and I just started laughing out loud. Oh, well, no, because right. I'll be like, "Oh, that's funny. I like that. That's nice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, actually, like guffawing. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I'm a. I'm a robot. I'm broken. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. it any- also depends. That I don't always laugh at shows, even if something is really funny. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's like different. Like, experience. oh, that's that's cute. that's very funny, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Come on, we gotta speed this up. I gotta go. Let's do it. What <laughs> else do we? What else do we like to do? There's three more. Like we can hit these quick. Uh, Peacock. Right. Does anybody actually have it? I have it. I have a cable subscription, so it's very cheap. There have been some awesome shows on there. Uh, Rutherford I, Falls was good, but also Parks and Rec and The Office are on there now. I I I I kind of don't understand. Like I really really enjoy The Office, and I really really enjoy Parks and Rec. I also will never watch it all again. Oh, really? I know there's a lot of people that, yeah, man, it was really, really good once I'm in, but like quoting it and constantly watching it when there's nothing but tons and tons more content. I just don't, but I don't find comfort in that. I find comfort in rereading something more so than watching an entire 10 seasons of a sitcom over again. Um, I watch Parks and Rec more than The Office, although both of them have been, I haven't in a while. Um, but Parks and Rec and The Office to a somewhat lesser degree, I are my good, um, I've already seen this show. Like sometimes I want to watch something that I've already seen because either I'm doing something else or I, I just feel like watching something I've already I, seen. Yeah. I, I do the same thing with a movie. 
Yeah, yeah. Like something more finite. Instead, I don't have favorite mm. episodes of a show. But of mm. the two of them, Parks and Rec, I do enjoy. I did enjoy a shit ton more than yeah. The Office. Mm. Um, I do have. I do have Peacock. I'm getting rid of it. Yeah. Well, actually, I was about to. I think this month I'm going to purchase the premium plan, just for a month, mm. because Halloween Kills is going to be day and date on Peacock oh, Premium. Okay, so yeah. Instead so of going to the theater, so I'll pay ten dollars this month to watch Halloween kills. And then I'll probably end up getting rid of it. I mean, do you have cable? It's only $5. If you have cable, uh, I, I don't know. No, no, I do. You'll look into it at a later I'm time. Gonna, yeah. Um, <laughs> Paramount plus. I do have Paramount plus. I have Paramount. Absolutely. Plus. I have it. Star Trek is on it. Paramount plus, And it would be one of the last ones that I would cancel if I was canceling. There's, something. there's a bunch of really good movies on there too. Like they, yes. like, I think they did a really, really good job of, of, of like, consolidating their back catalog of, mm. of franchises and movies. I very often go in there and be like, Ooh, I forgot to look on Paramount plus. What do I want to watch? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love it. I like Paramount um, plus. And then Apple TV plus. Yeah. I think I mean, there's been some good things. Um, Brave new world I, was on Apple TV. I think. No, it was Peacock. Oh, well that was great then. <laughs> Another point for Peacock. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I watch uh, that I watch religiously on Apple TV plus is, uh, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Which is, it is a really good show. I mean, it's a very uh, good show. But I very much want to start watching For All Mankind and Foundation because um, hmm. they just seem so cool. There's a lot of really cool miniseries on yeah. uh, Apple TV Plus. But in regards to it being a prime streaming service, it's not. But all of the programming is prestige level. Um, it's yeah, but I've heard that I've heard they only have like twelve shows. That's yeah, there's I mean. not a lot there. They're all they're all very yeah. expensive. It's all on the screen. They are very prestige, but there's not a deluge of content. So it's right. it's everything that I watch on there is worth the four dollars or five dollars a month. But it's not the streaming service that I go to to just look around and see if I can find something and get lost in it. It's not. Yeah. It's just it. It's just it's not that deep yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of very good things. Some things that are probably good if you're into it, but I'm like, see, I'm not probably not ever going to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I heard you, you. You when you go to it, it you don't even scroll. It's just a PDF of titles. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just call in and tell yeah. a guy named Mark what you want to watch. So it's, it's and he sends prestige. it to your house. It's, it's so prestige and a bespoke. We'll use other stupid long words uh, that, that are elitist. A bespoke what you streaming do, service. Yeah, a bespoke streaming service. What you do is every day Apple sends you passwords. <laughs> yeah. Would you want to log in you recite the password into your remote. It's and in then, a cardboard box then, like an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it just arrives at your doorstep every day in a... And, in a, and then an owl flies out of your remote and you wait an hour. Little box. It's a beautiful little box with like... Yeah, have you ever gotten an iPhone or, or a watch? You had to like pull the little tab and it's yeah, really pretty. Yeah. It's a beautiful little box, password inside. When you want to start watching something, you have to incite the password and and do a, a special move which i can't reveal <laughs> in visual form because it's, it's yeah they could charge every, you for that it's different for every user there's <laughs> copyright rules and all kinds of shit but it's it you know it, it's a lot of effort but it's really really worth it because you you're a part of that club yeah walled gardens nice. here i come <laughs> um 
Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> all that rigmarole of watching the show aside, which is totally true. Um, Foundation is great, but it's got like an old school sci-fi look and feel to it. And they have, um, they've taken Lee Pace as the emperor and the, the story jumps ahead hundreds of years sometimes at a time. So Lee Pace is, is a, a clone of the emperor. Um, and it's a good way to have the same guy. And they have a cool thing where there's always three of them. Uh, Brother Day, Brother Dawn is the young one and Brother Dusk is the older one as they like cycle through, which is interesting. And uh, also the, the, the story is great. I'm not going to go into it at this late, uh, at this late hour, but yeah. it's very cool. And there's a character also named Salvor Harden, right? It's not a very common name because I'm assuming Asimov made it up and they have um, changed the, I believe race, but definitely gender of, um, you know, definitely race. It was written in like 19, 19- 31 or whatever but um uh salvor harden is a black woman and i was watching it and i was like that's great like it's not like salvor is a man's name <laughs> traditionally you make the character whomever you want and uh and there's, it's no, been there's cool. no there's no um uh internet forum of asimov head purists who are like not my savor yeah probably not that i've seen <laughs> i don't know you know, it's a very esoteric fandom, but um, <laughs> oh, that's such a good band name, esoteric fandom. esoteric fandom. <laughs> yeah, only playing alleys next to popular venues. <laughs> um, and you know what? I also shouldn't be. I'm only like ninety nine percent sure that that all of the characters in the original one were white because Asimov was a pretty forward thinking guy, and I don't want to say for sure that he didn't. I don't think anyone, it, you know? on, anyone on this podcast is going to uh, call you to carpet for that. I, no, I, I wanted to be fair to Isaac Asimov. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think too. he gives a fuck either. I don't think he cares either. Like I, he, he's been dead for how long and his texts are how old? I guess like, even one minute. The, the, context, <laughs> the context of when those books were written to it's is true. probably to take into account as to the reality sure. of how his characters sure. were depicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a sweeping story, um, and it uh, like I said, it jumps ahead hundreds of years. Sometimes, do you know how many episodes the first season is going to be? I don't. I don't. I'll oh, we'll look it up some other time. Don't worry yeah. about it. All right. But uh, we are we are against the clock. Uh, mm. Thank you for playing this game with me. What's worth uh, your dollars in the streaming wars? I think it sounds like almost all of them are worth it to some degree. It just depends on what you want to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of people who will well turn their prescription, they'll turn their subscriptions on and off. Uh, like almost like the season's changing based off of yeah. what they want to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I subscribe to shutter because I love horror movies and tons of dumb, awesome horror movies show up all the time. So it's That's like, it, it's just, it's all, it's all uh, the only one I don't bother with is, uh, AMC plus because I don't understand it. Yeah. I, that's the one that I was like, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I am not I'm doing like, this. I'm, I like the I'm watch. You. Kevin can fuck himself is a good show. I am not paying for AMC plus. No, no, it's no, done. Um, foundation has 10 episodes. Um, nice. they're only up to like four right now, right? Three, uh, three just aired. And, Oh, and it's also one of the sources. So Asimov coined the word robotics and also psychohistory and psychohistory comes into play in foundation. 
They're both in the dictionary. Well, on that note, there we go. Noted I'd up. Like to say, I'd like to say good evening and thank you for joining me today, guys. I appreciate it. You're my favorite people. Um, and I think we did uh, Papa JD proud. Yeah. I don't I hope care. so. He'll never find yeah. it. We'll never hear uh, about it. He'll never watch or, or listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Like and subscribe and write about us in your diary. Do that thing where you write our first name and your name and the name of the podcast and find out what our kids' names would be like. Anyway, turn on notifications. Don't miss our midweek thunder rounds that we don't really do anymore, but we will continue to do them. At thunder rounds. Okay. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to join us next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the dot. Probably not. Maybe most of us will be here, but either way, we'll be talking about comics and pop culture and having a really, really good time. Like, comment, subscribe. Thank you for everything. We'll see you guys later. Have a very, 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 very good night. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.